Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. What has been your most unexpected pandemic pleasure? Keep it clean. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. I don't care, actually. You know what? I don't care if you want to be nasty. It's all good. I got nasty in the break. Okay. Okay. You're going to need to explain that. I will. <laughs> made it I sound will. like you just got nasty in the break. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hey. 651-641-1071. What has been your most unexpected pandemic pleasure? And yes, Bradley Trainer, let's just tell the story because you did get dirty in the break. Well, <laughs> you asked the question. Holly took calls during the break, and I didn't realize that <laughs> our callers could hear you could hear as uh, we were uh, <laughs> traveling through the break. And so I, w- I came up with a really fun, exciting <laughs> pandemic pleasure. Yeah, that could last all <laughs> day or just a few minutes, depending day. on, and, you know, what your needs are. And you don't need anyone else to be with you. <laughs> and unfortunately, the listener heard me joke about that. Yes, Hi. and that is what we call the show between the Not that the that's show. my pleasure, by the way. I well, was just... You know, make it if it were, it's everyone's pleasure. It is a pleasure. judgment-free zone. Uh, 651-641-1071. What has been your most unexpected pandemic pleasure? Holly, we do have that poor listener who overheard Bradley being disgusting on the line. Uh, who, who do we have on the line? <laughs> it's Elise. Hi, Elise. Hi, Elise. Elise, uh, what has been your unexpected pandemic pleasure? Can you hear me? Here? Yes, we can hear you. Oh, okay. Um, I'm remodeling my kitchen <gasps> all by myself. Get out. DIY. I did the Senate Island with tile and epoxy and all this other stuff, and um, even built the frame around it to expand it. And um, I'm starting on this cement countertops. Wow. And I'm doing it on my own and I'm almost oh my God. I love Congrats. this. Congrats. That's so awesome. What are you, like, how are you learning the techniques that you're using? Like a lot of HGTV or do you YouTube or do you have books or do you ask for help or how are you doing this? You know, I guess I paid a lot of attention to my dad when I was a kid and to my husband. I love this. Wow. That's fascinating. And I mean, so, good for yeah, you. so it, it was just helping them on projects and paying attention, apparently, more than I thought. That is so cool. Elise, have fun with that and happy cooking when it's all done. That'll be awesome. Thanks for calling. Um, a, a whole kitchen renovation. All by yeah, myself. I'm mildly jealous and also mortified and terrified at the, the just the level of work that that sounds like you know (laughs) i have found myself getting into situations like that where i'm like oh i'm just gonna do x y or z and then i get to the point of no return and there are actual picture like there are actual tv shows about that on hgtv oh sure like Like, people off more than i can yeah exactly i'm the queen of biting off more than i can chew 651-641-1071 what has been your most unexpected pandemic pleasure bradley 
Um, I have several. Um, one is popcorn. Thank you. I just, I don't know. We've fallen in love with eating popcorn during the pandemic. I don't know why, but making treats in general, but also um, YouTube. If mm. I'm going to be real honest with you, I never used to watch YouTube as much as I do now. I mean, YouTube is like one of my favorite streaming services currently. I mean, <laughs> so I, and I really think it was just having so much couch time and yeah. in needing something small and, you know, little bits and pieces of things to watch. That it's also really, like unlimited. Yeah, like you'll never get going. to the bottom of it. And going and going and going and going and you find there are some just really fun, you know, YouTube channels. We all know that. But but, you know, really, you can consume it in the same way that you can consume TV for moments when you just don't have a half hour, or an hour to sit down and commit. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, speaking of YouTube, that's actually where uh, my most unexpected pandemic pleasure resides. Oh, where's that? What's that? Oh, it's so exciting. Do you remember last year we went through this? You were so excited to hear every day about my favorite eagles, Jackie and Shadow. Oh, my God. Those eagles. How are they doing? Well, thank you for asking. The Big Bear Bald Eagle Cam <laughs> is alive and kicking. And it happens all through, like, all the time. But... It's especially exciting because Jackie laid two eggs. The first one was... Jackie... What? Didn't Jackie have a rough time last year? Yes, that's why this is even more exciting. So So you're not setting yourself up to be sad. Listen, that's life, man. That's the circle of life. We get up, we dust ourselves off, we try again. So last year, Jackie laid eggs and... uh, those eggs did not make it. And it was sad and it was tragic mm. and we all grieved. But now remember, what happens here is the egg was laid. So the first egg was laid uh, on the 22nd. The second one was laid on the 25th. So she's currently, you know, incubating these sweet little eggs. She's got her little feathers all over them. And uh, Shadow goes out and hunts and comes back and sometimes, like, mans the she's nest. Shadow? What? The dad? The dad. Oh okay. yeah. So oh look at she's turning around right now. She's checking him. She's gonna roll him a little bit with her beak. But where but do we find these? We find this at the Big Bear Bald Eagle Live Nest Cam. But here's where when it gets exciting. Oh just, there she is. I know, and she's just checking them out. She'll roll them over and then she'll sit back down on them. But remember last year when we started to talk about Pip Watch? Pip yeah. Pip is when they start to break through the eggs. And we start watching there it is. Pip watch begins on the 26th of February. So we've got a good solid mm, about a month that we're going to be watching Shadow take your uh, watching Jackie take care of the eggs and watching Shadow go back and come. It is and seriously, hopefully not seeing like a raccoon get up there or something. It won't happen. Are they at like the top of like a super tall structure? Yeah, they're well, they're in a tree and okay. I will that just would be a tall structure. Yes, I will just <laughs> add the view beyond the tree is breathtaking so i highly recommend if you have not already found the big bear bald eagle cam do it now it is like a little spot of zen in your day when you are frustrated with life when things get to be a lot just watch these eagles just live in their best eagle life uh it's in california somewhere i was gonna say this somewhere with no snow yeah Big, big bear big bear valley Big bear. Big bear. Big bear. Big bear. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, yeah, there's no snow there, but that doesn't mean there won't be snow. There will be snow at some point. It gets real treacherous up in Big Bear Lake, California. Yeah, it's a popular ski mm-hmm. area. Yeah. Oh, okay. But right now, Still, it's just I love, beautiful. 
I, one of the things I love about YouTube is you can literally, if there's a place you're like, I just want to go to France, I guarantee there is somebody doing like a slow TV version of like life in France. I was on a, a woman's YouTube channel the other day who lives in um, an island way in the North uh, Atlantic, like by the Arctic. And she just talks about like what it's like to live in a place with no sunlight for like six months out of the year. And it's, it's, I mean, what I'm saying is there is a YouTube channel for anywhere on the planet that you want to go and experience. So whether Absolutely. it's bald eagles or, you know, polar bears or something, I bet you could find it. Oh, there's sloth TV. Oh, my gosh. Yes, you can watch the bears like fishing in the rapids for salmon. I mean, there's all kinds of fun I'm things that you it. can find on YouTube. Do you remember the first... The beginning of the pandemic. It was our Do I remember? I mean, let's <laughs> go back. Holly, mark that. Yes. That's a sound that would be good. Uh, when we, when we, we had spring break and the kids were, I mean, we couldn't go. The kids were in school. Like everything was canceled. The yeah, didn't life you guys go to the Louvre? Every day we went on a trip somewhere else. Gosh, I was creative then. <laughs> In the first week when everybody was like, I'm going to do all these projects. Yeah, when it was and like then we're fun. all like, why don't you tell me about the project you did? I'm just going to sit here and listen. That's right? essentially how I've survived the pandemic up to this point is mm-hmm. following the world, actually doing things. And now here we are we almost just... two years later and I'm just tired. Like, yeah. I'm just tired. My couch has a big dent in it mm. where my butt's been sitting. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, nobody's uh, unexpected pandemic pleasure has been listening to the stories about Prince Nasty. Uh. Um, although, I don't know, we've found it to be kind of a pastime, uh, albeit a disgusting one. We're going to give you nasty. the update on Prince Nasty after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Well, here it is, the news you all came for. Uh, updates on Prince Andrew. We call him Prince Nasty. On the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Holly Roberts keeping us on the straight and narrow. That's nasty. Should have been helping him, because he's not on the straight and narrow. Mm-mm, no. Sorry, Holly, it's not your fault. To... What'd you say, he's Trainer? He's on the straight to nasty. He is on the straight to nasty. Okay, what's the latest and greatest, or not greatest, Bradley, when it comes to Prince Nasty? Well, I thought the audience deserved an update on what's going on with Prince Andrew because uh, there was a development yesterday, and I actually dove into this a little bit. I watched a YouTube video, so that's the length of research that I'm bringing to the table. Listen, along that's with, more than some people do. Along with an actual article from the internet's courtesy of the New York Post, where they talked about the development that allegedly, supposedly, Prince Andrew has requested a um, jury trial uh, in that case being brought by accuser Virginia Jufre. Now, that's the headline, that Prince Andrew requested a jury trial in the suit brought by Virginia Jufre. Okay, so that seems like one thing. Like, oh, that's interesting, right? Well, like, it- a it sort of seems like he's real sure of some stuff. Exactly, right? Like, of the menu of choices that are in front of Prince Andrew, all of which, by the way, most legal experts that I've listened to or read uh, as this story has developed, indicate that there are no good options for him right now because no matter which option he picks in dealing with this lawsuit, he's just going to look like the nasty prince that he, that he is. is, right? Mm-hmm. That's nasty. Well, 
Thank you. <laughs> so to that end, I was like, well, what does it say that he is requesting this jury trial? Well, actually, do you remember a lady by the name, and now I forget her name, who's Gloria Allred? You know Gloria Allred, right? Oh, yeah, of course. She doesn't represent Virginia Dufresne, but she has represented or is representing women that um, that were assaulted by or trafficked by Jeffrey Epstein. Okay. And she she did an interview to sort of explain what's really going on here legally. And essentially what this move by his attorneys amounts to is him saying, oh, yeah, we want a jury trial. But what you need to know is that Virginia Jufre was going to get a jury trial. So essentially this is just him saying, sure, I'd be fine with that. Mm-hmm. Essentially he's not blocking the opportunity for this to be a real thing. Got it. Which... But the way that the media is spinning it is, of course, making it look like he wants a jury trial, which you have to believe from a PR standpoint is an attempt to make the public think he has nothing to hide and therefore is confident that a jury will find him innocent. Right. So it's kind of a power move because the other thing that he did in this uh, particular move, if you just want to call it that, is specifically deny certain assertions um that were made by Virginia Roberts to sort of discredit her from the very beginning. And among those things are that he and Ghislaine Maxwell were close friends. He says, no, we weren't, quote, close Close friends. friends. Mm. He also goes on to do some Prince Nasty things in in, uh, a sense that we've kind of discussed before, which is he says, like, if she was trafficked by someone, it wasn't me. Or if she was trafficked by someone and was harmed, I wasn't the one who harmed her. So it's like these very mm-hmm. specific legal statements and movements to try and separate himself from liability. But in a way, it just sounds kind of nasty, right? Because what you're saying is like, oh, she may have actually been assaulted and trafficked by these people that I knew. And oh, by the way, it was uh, I have been photographed with. But it wasn't me doing that. Oh, it's that. a very shaggy defense. It wasn't me. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> That's the actually express. It, it wasn't, wasn't me. me. It wasn't me. I was at a party. It, it wasn't, wasn't me. me. With my daughter and some pizza. It wasn't, it wasn't me. me. I don't want to make fun of uh, the case, but I do. Think, well, I don't want to bring uh, Shaggy into it. The Shaggy defense. <laughs> I mean, the Shaggy defense. Is- All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Is a good one when you're thinking about how to think about this very right. complicated uh, legal process. You know, the thing that that jumps off the page to me is like, okay, great. Like, I see what you're doing, Prince Andrew. Uh, this is a move. Um, and I just want to remind you again, Prince Andrew, what happened the last time you tried to tried one of your moves on us? Do you remember? Um, Oh, yeah. It failed miserably. It was called an interview where he went before the entire world without having prepared actual answers to very simple questions. Yes. Or at least done so in a way that made him sound cogent and able to complete full sentences. Yes. So uh, at least, at least, 
at least, and nothing good comes after at least, but at least in this instance, he seems to have some legal counsel advising him on how to make these disgusting, terrible, awful statements in a way that there could be some sort of legal explanation for it. And yet, the emperor has no clothes. Prince Nasty has no clothes. Yeah, I mean, again, just to point out, like, um, and to remind the audience, this move by his attorneys to say, yeah, we want a jury trial, too, is really nothing more than him just saying, yes, the sky is blue, in fact. Right, We want the sky to be blue, too, or we want the sun to come up every morning, too. Well, you really have no choice, so we're doing this, and... What I will say is that, as Gloria Allred pointed out in the interview that she did, um, it was actually, I don't think it was the same uh, network that Prince Na- uh, Prince Ant. We Prince just don't Nasty. even know his actual name <laughs> I don't anymore. even know what to call him anymore. <laughs> Prince Nasty. But, like, her, her whole conversation was around, um, this is just political, or, uh, this is just publicity maneuvering, and ultimately... Virginia Roberts Jufre is in very in a very good position to have an, a a jury um, think kindly towards her. Yeah. You know, as long as the jury finds her credible, it is very hard for someone like Prince Andrew um, to convince a jury. I would think. I mean, she was making this point far better than I can. But her takeaway was essentially: it's going to be way too hard. For Prince Andrew to get a jury to like him and to think that Virginia Roberts Jufre is completely making all of this up. Right. Um, you know, whether or not that happens, we'll see. But it just seems like this was an attempt to sort of make it look like they're finally doing something positive and they have nothing to hide. I, I think it's going to be a tall order for the jury eventually. Oh, and listen, I don't want to take us like super far off topic because we've got like a minute left. But all I can think about when we hear these stories about Prince Andrew is how pray tell is the queen in fragile health. I mean, I know she's not really like technically in fragile health, but like, how is she doing with all of this? Is she paying attention? I, this is her favorite I child. She's like, I don't want to hear about this. I don't want any of you to bring this up to me. I got a platinum jubilee to plan, you fools. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, our platinum jubilee. Just kidding. We've got some celebrities behaving badly. We call them Divas. After this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly each and every day on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. We tell you about them. Uh, I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Nice. And we are the harbingers of your Doom. D-bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Well, you got to get your Doom somewhere else. Bradley, who's your D-bag? Thank you for asking. And I also just wanted to say, some people say Harbinger, and I just, I always laugh when people say it that way because i don't think i think it's harbinger right? it is harbinger yeah, yeah that's what i thought correct yeah. anyway you uh, learn something story. new every day on the colleen and bradley show my d-bag today is this dumb story about chloe kardashian oh, but it's not chloe because i don't think chloe is behind this story it's an exclusive though but the exclusive comes from issy sampson and darian lusk over at the u.s sun Okay. That's a lot of people to just tell us the following. Chloe's pain. 
heartbreaking reason Khloe Kardashian delayed her move into new $37 million mega mansion after Tristan's betrayal. Okay, wait, I'm sorry. First of all, heartbreaking reason she didn't move into her mega mansion are words I can't deal with. I can't move into my mega mansion because my man cheated. Oh, my gosh, poor Chloe. Where's she going to put all of her clothes and her money? The The devastated reality star, you guys, is having to redo entire rooms and tear up entire floor plans. Why? Because she made those plans with NBA player Tristan Thompson. (sighs) So, (laughs) you know, it's just really hard when somebody cheats on you. After you made plans together, you have to completely tear up the old plans that you made with him. It is a big step back, according to a source. Did she just have, like, she probably, you know, made plans with him in mind, like, the doorways were extra tall, or, like, <laughs> the shower had the spigot very high up, and oh, now sure. that she doesn't have to worry yeah. about him... Yeah, she's lowering she can have all the countertops. Normal doorways and like yeah. a lower shower. Because otherwise, every time she's in the shower and the water takes that much longer to get to her body, she'd be yeah. crying and thinking, I did that for Tristan. Quote, and he's not here. Quote, and again, to talk about uh, the source who's speaking directly to the sun, quote, but she is redoing things and tearing up the old plans she did with Tristan because she just can't face being in this huge mansion all by herself. Oh, right, okay. This was supposed to be the family home. They were supposed to have babies. Uh, baby number two by now. Instead, he has baby number three with a stranger and she's all alone. <laughs> in a giant mansion. By her thumb. Oh, also, can we just point out this home was never supposed to be for the two of them. I don't buy that for one hot second. Oh, no. And that's why I think this story is just a whole mess of hot lies. Because they weren't I mean, it's not like we all knew this was a home they were designing together. Every time I've heard her talk about this home, it's always like I'm building a home next to my mom. hmm Yeah, it wasn't a it wasn't a Tristan home, it was a mommy home. Oh, exactly. Yeah. She and she'll be just fine in her mega mansion, even if the counters are a little bit taller because yeah, of Tristan and her, Thompson. And her mommy will be close, and it's all okay. Also, she, she not- can't even think of what to do with all this space now. There was a man cave for Tristan okay. in the house. That's gone. <laughs> okay. Also, she's not alone in that house. Okay. First of all, rude. She's got a daughter. Okay. So true's a person. So she's not by herself. Yeah. She's got a child there. That's number yeah. one. Number two, she's got, got a staff. whole staff. She got yes. all kinds of she's always well, in a crowd. Even even if she is alone in that home, there are gonna be Kardashians there every night of the week, or at least a camera crew. Also, like Rob, where's he living? He's always oh, in her house. In a van. Mm, poor <laughs> down Rob. by the river. Poor Rob. Poor yeah. Rob. Oh, I'd be happy to be alone in that house. Oh. Now if Chloe Kardashian wants to come live in my place. Yeah. And be sad in there. I gladly welcome the opportunity to do a I little just, white, uh, life swap, a little tradesy. Yeah. Also, can we can we just like point out the fact that like two people in this house is absurd. So like the notion that the happy couple would be, you know, this yeah. is their love nest, right? Um, um, no, you could th- live in that house little... and never see each other. Yeah, ever, which, which trust. sounds great. 
most relationships would appreciate. Right. <laughs> Sounds like there's one, too. We should all be so lucky. They don't have a relationship. Their relationship at this point is parents to the same child. And they understand that. And I think they've always understood it. And I think they've always had a working relationship, despite what the reality show narrative would have us believe. Sorry, who's your D-bag? I'm sorry. I got to go back to something. I'm sorry. Because now I'm looking at the aerial photo of this house and the gigantic parking lot that is just up the hill. And it's shared. Remember, they have a shared parking lot between houses. Yeah. And I'm looking at all the cars there. And so, I'm again... Back to the earlier narrative about the fact that they somehow she was going to be alone in that. She wasn't. Also, she's right next to her mom. She can see into her mother's bathroom. That's like, no, that's you're doing it wrong. If you have a mansion like that, get some land around it. Yeah, but she but but that's the thing. It's so absurd. Like, you know, most of us, I think if we wanted to be close to our mom, would just build a space for our mom to... I mean, look at that house, right? right? It's ridiculous. Do you think you could find space for your mom to have, like, her own entire home? Yeah. Without having to have a whole nother home right next oh, yeah. to it? It's just a disgusting so display gross. of wealth that's there to make us all appreciate just how incredibly, disgustingly rich they are. Also... Which, you know, they're not alone. And, like, it's so obvious that they're not even thinking about resale value. Like, they don't have to. They're no. too rich. Also, no. they probably have tunneled uh, underneath and, like, they're connected anyway, those two Yeah, homes. for when it's, like, 70 degrees out. Yeah, and it's so they don't want to catch a chill. <laughs> Bring a jacket. That, to be fair, my mother would, would think that was freezing. Because she'll call me from Florida routinely to go, there's a cold front here. It was, like, 70 degrees. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay, now. I get it. You know, it, we're all just, you, you know, we all respond to our own environment, but you're wrong. Okay, uh, do you want to know who my D-bag is? <laughs> yes, I asked you that. Okay. Who is it? I'll give you the answer. Every single tabloid that is reporting this dumb story that Brad Pitt is secretly dating Leaky Lee, his neighbor. Oh, and I don't care Who's about leaking the story. <laughs> well, that's the problem. First of all, number one, number one, speaking of leaking, <laughs> number one, it's not a secret relationship if everybody's flipping reporting it. Oh, Colleen. Number two, and I do mean number two. When Brad Pitt is dating somebody and he wants to tell us about it, he'll tell us about it. Yeah, but, well, first of all, you got to ask yourself, do the do the Team Cobra oh, at home... Oh, Leaky Lee is leaking it. <laughs> well, perhaps, um, because I don't know Leaky Lee or... Um, do you listen to Leaky Lee's music? I don't, th- I don't know. Do Did I? you know that there was a Leaky Lee before today? You know, there is a Norwegian song called... like I thought it, there was a, a Norwegian song called Leaky Lee or something. But well, maybe... the nuns sing that song, don't they? From Lika the Lee. 60s? Do you know Leaky Lee? That is not. No, that is the singing nun. The Dominic, right? Yeah, Dominica, Dominica, Nika. No. Also, Leaky Lee is Swedish, not Norwegian. I know they sound alike. But there, I swear there's a Norwegian song called Lika Leeten or something like that. Anyway, the moral of this story is I don't know who is spreading these rumors, but I do know that when the sun is spreading the rumors, the rumors are not true. Mm-hmm. Like there is a time and a place to take tabloids at their word. 
I think we have good a good enough um, knowledge in this in this particular area to to determine this is either somebody trying to get some attention that's not Brad Pitt or tabloids trying to create something where there's nothing. The lie detector wants no part of this. The lie detector test is determined. That, that was a lie. Because the other thing is Brad Pitt, I don't I totally don't put it past him that he would drop rumors about a relationship. I just don't think he does it in the sun. Well, that yeah. That is the tabloid, the sun. I don't I also don't if I'm being real honest, I don't think he's like having relationships right now. I mean, well, we that's ta- the that's the blind item. Yeah, we talked about that in the blind item, but mm-hmm. I I really honestly just think he's it, and that's okay. He's just not in a space in his life where having a relationship is a priority. Take a see his last relationship, like he's still fighting to get out of but, to get disentangled from that. Yeah, I mean, all of that could entirely be true, but I could also see a situation where he's had a long term relationship with someone that we'll never know about because yeah. Brad Pitt has, understands that it's not until he is ready to share that that we're going to know it because true. he. He, unlike very few other celebrities, has the ability to make things go away if he wants to. And also, he doesn't necessarily need to lean into a publication. I mean, he sort of has... He's in an echelon that doesn't necessitate a publication in order to, to get somewhere in Hollywood. Or, yes. And I also think, like, I always just think back to, like, remember when he and Jennifer Aniston were playing footsie with each other out in public, you know, with the award. Remember, like, he was looking oh, at yeah. her on the award, yeah. the Academy Awards or whatever that was. Is that yeah. the SAG like, Awards? Yeah. He knows how to play that game and will play it when it suits him. Right. But if he wants an actual relationship, that's going to have long happened and been cemented before it's ever made public, I would imagine. True. And before we move on, I do just need to get this off my chest. I still find him to be one of the most attractive men in Hollywood. Yeah, it's disturbing, frankly. really off-putting. And he's not my type, but he is just incredibly attractive-looking human being. Mm -hmm. And he's just got a whole vibe about him. I just, oh, I love it. Okay, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, you guys... While we were busy focusing on the feud between Britney Spears and her sister, Jamie Lynn... There was another feud brewing that was not getting our attention, but I'm here to shed light on it. And uh, what I want you to do is start popping your artisanal popcorn because there is a full blown smackdown happening between Martha Stewart and Ina Garten. Ooh, fun. Yeah, get ready. I'll tell you what it's all about when we come back after this on My Talk 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Uh, and Britney Spears and Jamie Lynn Spears were providing a distraction from another battle royale that was brewing. Yeah, and I want you to pop your artisanal popcorn, put your feet up, and listen to what's going on between Martha Stewart and Ina Garten. <laughs> what? What's going on between these two? Okay. I love Ina. Oh my gosh, I do too. And these are like two mm, like cooking lifestyle gurus, right? 
and well, they're one of them has yeah at odds i want to hear this i want to hear this uh what, what what's going on okay well first of all in order to get to really the bottom of it we have to bring uh reese witherspoon into the chat okay oh. because that's well, she's not bringing in an nft is she? uh, no she's not thank god oh. but it all be, it all began with a tweet from reese witherspoon around the same time that she was uh tweeting about people's digital life lives and NFTs, uh, she shared the following tweet. Let's talk about habits. Are there any that have improved your daily life? Here's some I'm working toward. Number one, start the day with a big glass of water. Number two, get 10 minutes of outdoor light. Uh, number three, spend 30 to 60 minutes reading without distraction every day. Number four, in bed by 10. No late night TV binges. Try to get eight hours of rest. Okay, and you're like, okay, Reese, thanks. Great. That sounds I good. I needed Reese Witherspoon to tell me how to live my life, but okay, sure. Now, what I appreciate <laughs> is that Ina Garten was like, I got something to say to that. And she says the following. To quote Reese Witherspoon, that sounds great, but I'm probably not doing any of those things. LOL. My formula is easier to follow. Number one, drink more large Cosmos. And that she's referring to a video she did very early in the pandemic where she mixed up a pitcher of Cosmos and then poured it into a gigantic martini glass and took a sip. Ha ha, we all laughed. Yeah, that became a huge meme. Right? Number two, stay up late watching addictive streaming series. Number three, stay in bed in the morning playing Sudoku instead of reading a good book. Number four, spend more time safely with people you love. In a pandemic, I do what I can. Well... We all thought, Ina Garten, you're adorable. Thank you for putting some reality to Reese Witherspoon's um, impossible, perfect life, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we all thought that, but Martha Stewart, not so much. Oh, what does Martha have to add? So Martha Stewart did an interview uh, with People Magazine, and I'm going to tell you in a second why, and that's also going to make all of this richer, Um, But she threw some shade to Ina Garten in this interview. She said, and I quote, I do not agree about taking to drink to cope with things like the pandemic. (laughs) Okay. Okay. To me. Thanks, Martha. To me, that's not charming, she said. (laughs) Okay. Charming? That's not charming. Mm, what's charming? Getting blazed, uh, you know, on your patio with your hot gardener for for six months at a time. Okay, can we talk about this though? To that end, Bradley. Yeah. Remember, I told you it was going to get real rich when I told you what she was talking to People Magazine about. Oh God, what was she talking to people about? The launch of her new Chardonnay, Martha's Shard. <laughs> No, it's please tell me it's not called Martha's Shard. Oh, that's what it's called. And also, and also to take it to 11, uh, this is with the Australian wine brand 19 Crimes. Do you know who also has a wine brand with 19 Crimes? No. Snoop Dogg. Her friend. Her friend. Speaking of blazing. (laughs) I love that she's just gonna like throw Ina under the bus, but you know, you know that their their like their cattiness must go back years because I mean they kind of come. I don't know the actual trajectory, but I imagine they come from very similar places in terms of like you know lifestyle gurus. 
right? Oh, yes. And so there must be a certain amount of competition felt between them, even if they do not care about one another. Well, it's clear that there is some caring because Martha Stewart went on to say uh, of her, um, I don't know, her lifestyle. Uh, She said that she's not a big drinker. She says, I never have been. Uh, She says, what? No, I'm just going to say, like, how... How completely, like, um, oh, what's the word that I am looking for? Like, just how big do your cojones have to be to think that you're going to launch a wine brand telling people you don't drink a lot? Oh, yeah. Um, like, you're trying to sell a drink. Yes. So tell me more about how you don't like to drink. Yes. That's a, like, something doesn't add up. But that's Martha Stewart. of course, Stewart. Martha Stewart. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So she says, I've never been a big drinker. She says she'll have a glass of wine or two with dinner. A glass of wine or two with dinner, not a big drinker. And she will extend the glass with the addition of ice cubes. And this is something everybody was talking about the last couple of days. Oh, Martha Stewart puts ice in her, in her wine, and she says it's okay, so it's totally okay. But then she goes on to shade further by saying, I have a lot of energy and a lot of curiosity. I get up early every single day. I live on a farm, so the farm life starts early at 7 a.m. We're all at work. Snow, rain, sunshine, we're here. Animals don't wait. Now, that is, again, a backhanded uh, you know, response to Ina Garten saying, stay in bed in the morning, play Sudoku instead of reading a good book. Yeah. So, Look, I'm here. I'm here for both of these women. I love Martha Stewart because she is over the top and you know full of excess in just her like completely Martha Stewart way. But also, like I don't know, there's so much more to talk about. Um, but I'm also here for Ina Garten. And if I were gonna be able to go to a dinner with one of these two women, my own personal opinion would be to probably hang out with Ina. But then I'm gonna want to go tour Martha's. Um, you know, estate. Oh, you just want to creep. No, here's what Stewart's I want to do. I want to hang out with Ina Garten. I want her to get real crunk on one of those Cosmos and then jump <laughs> the fence at Martha's and tiptoe around her property after Martha's gone to sleep because she has to get up at 7 a.m. Yeah, something tells me we'd end up getting arrested because, you know, Martha would have... <laughs> right. She'd have a tripwire security. To your point, I love them both. Uh, Martha Stewart's uh, peanut butter and jelly bars are still one of my favorite go-tos for potlucks. Ooh, bars. They're, I do, they're fabulous, and people love them, and you can only I, make them, like, once every four years because they're rich beyond belief. But Ina Garten just is more accessible, and she doesn't seem like she's judging you. Well, I just think Martha Stewart is too, like, I I don't even know that she would be judging me. I just would constantly be judging myself looking at Martha Stewart or being <laughs> around Martha Stewart in a way that I don't, I don't think I would feel as insecure being around Ina Garten. And that probably says more about me than it does any of these two women. But, but I just think about watching, you know, both of them cook, for example, and I would far prefer to cook with Ina Garten because mm-hmm. I feel like Ina Garten is not going to hold me to a standard that that Martha Stewart would. But yeah. again, there's, there's, you know, there are times when I'm like scrolling through her Instagram feed, like, God, it's beautiful. I wish I had, you know, this amazing orchard mm-hmm. where I could just go pluck fresh fruit from the tree. And the hot gardener. Yeah, exactly. I do not agree about taking to drink to cope with things like the pandemic. <laughs> okay, okay. I just go to my millions of dollars. Yeah. Also, please drink my wine, Martha's chard. Oh. Also, Martha's Can we just shard. talk about Martha's shard? Yeah, I, mean, come on. <laughs> I don't like That's that. What I'm yeah, Martha's shard. I also I don't like the bottle. I, it's not very Martha Stewarty. 
Um, like, I want to know where this came from. Where the wine came from? The partnership. Like, I oh, just, I wanna... I'm sure it came from uh, Snoop Dogg, who has this partnership with 19 Crimes. Was like, yeah. And hey. was like, hey, Martha, you got to get in on but this. But hey, yeah. hey, you want your own wine brand? Sure. Here, come sell it for us. You know, I don't like wine most <laughs> yes. days, but... When I do, I drink the the kind that I made. I drink I actually my didn't own. make it, but I put my face on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> Martha. That's chutzpah. But, but see, what I love about Martha, too, is like she doesn't know that we're thinking about this that hard. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. She's a hustler. She is doing it for herself, mm-hmm. and she always has, and that's amazing. She's and kudos, a hustler, girl. Baby. She just oh, wants. Yeah, that she just wants you ugly. to know. She just wants Sorry. you to know. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are fascinated by the new McDonald's hack menu. Uh, what's your fast food hack? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. We'll talk about that after this on my talk one zero seven one.